are the ultimate source of inspiration, knowledge, and entertainment, look no further. Network Kingdom is a unique platform that brings together experts from various industries. Through networking and collaboration, we create inspiring conversations that educate, entertain, and motivate our listeners. Whether you're a business professional, an entrepreneur, or simply someone looking to grow their knowledge base. Hello, everyone. I have Suzanne with me today. How are you? I am just fine. Thank you for having me today. Awesome. How are you doing and how is the weather? Uh, actually, our weather is absolutely beautiful. It's uh, quite hot right now, but we just had the most gorgeous weekend. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you're Celsius or Fahrenheit over there. Celsius here, we're 30 plus degrees. Yeah. <clears throat> That's, warm. That's hot. Yeah. yeah, it's hot here in the summer. Yeah. <clears throat> June and July, we're, we're hot and we just had the hottest May on record. So. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So tell us a little bit about who Susan is. Yeah, um, well, I uh, live uh, in the country in about the middle of Canada, just outside, about half an hour outside of Winnipeg. Um, I live with my husband and we have got three little dogs and I've got two grown adult children. And uh, um, <clears throat> I uh, am an intentional living consultant and this is something that I kind of came up with as a combination of different trainings that I've taken over the last little while as a culinary nutrition expert, a stress management consultant, and um, a professional organizer. But I actually have a very strong minimalist uh, angle that I bring. And then I kind of also brought them all through an intentional living lens. So I've kind of taken all those trainings and then kind of adjusted them obviously to myself and my view and kind of how I, I live. Um, and uh, a lot of my intentional living uh, kind of ways of simplifying my life and whatnot uh, stemmed from a very severe burnout that I went through a couple of years ago, year and a half or so. Uh, and that's kind of where um, my real significant journey where I learned so many lessons about letting things go and de-stressing and applying all these things to my life and learning that they kind of need to stay ongoing. You know, it's not a temporary fix. This is really something that I have applied permanently and it's a journey that I'm on, always looking for ways to uh, kind of keep things simple and not complicated so that I don't have to go back to that state of mind I was in. You know, burnout, burnouts is speaking of burnouts, it's something that a lot of us kind of um, underestimate. And I believe that a lot of people go through it and blame other stuff aside from burnout. Um, and I wish people could talk about it more because, I mean, in this, with the way the world is now, everyone is online, the pressures of the economy everywhere, one disease after another. 
I just think that a lot of people are under pressure. I used to think I was the only one until I started speaking to everyone. I find out that everyone has some pressure or the other. And that's actually one of the reasons why I thoroughly enjoy this podcast because I always say that we never look like what we've been through. And I've met some of the most amazing guests and you never really know what they've been through. So, I mean, how did you um, realize you were burnt out? How, I mean, what, how did you know that you were actually dealing with burnout? Yeah, um, I have a, a very long uh, history right from when I was a teenager with depression. And so I'm really familiar um, with depression symptoms and recognizing when I'm kind of in that mode. So for quite a while, I kind of thought that um, that's where I was at was, uh, and it's usually triggered by lots and lots of stress. You know, I can kind of deal with stress to a certain point and then all of a sudden too much. And then my brain kind of starts to shut down. Right. And I go into this depressed mode, but it was the exhaustion that was really different this time. Like it was the literal, I had days that I could not get out of bed. And I know that's a symptom with depression as well, but this was just on such a different level where I felt like I had times where I couldn't even, I was trying to lift my arm and it was too heavy. You know, I was in bed trying to move, trying to get up, thinking I need to get up. And there was just nothing happening. Um, I was also for the first time realized that I was, um, I kind of say unable to read. It wasn't that I couldn't read, but I could not um, understand what I was reading. I couldn't retain the information. I would read the same paragraph over and over and over and still have no idea what, uh, what it was saying. Um, so I had really significant kind of mental disconnects. Um, I was still able to function mostly because we had no choice. I mean, we're, we were, uh, at that time we were foster parents. I mean, you still gotta do what you gotta do, but, uh, as long as it was a routine thing, you know, get up, make breakfast, you know, they go to school. That's fine. Um, but there was zero energy for anything extra. Like it was um, really kind of a, a a loss of interest. You know, I mean, I uh, I love cooking. We loved cooking from scratch. My husband and I both, you know, cooked from scratch. We both were very creative. We used to. It was a running joke that we would have supper and enjoy it this time around because you're probably never going to see it again because it's something we just made up. You know. Um, and a total loss of interest in cooking and all of the gains that we had made in eating healthier and learning about food. Like I mentioned, I was a culinary nutrition expert. You know, I know how to cook with food. I know how food heals, but yeah. lost all interest in it. All like it became so easy to just say, can we just go out? Can we just order in? Can we just, because you actually stop caring, you know, you just, it doesn't matter anymore. I, I, yeah, we need food. However, it gets here is fine. It doesn't matter. You know, the energy to cook is not there. And that just started to apply all over. Um, in November of 2021, I probably hit 
what I would call my low point. Uh, and that was one of these moments where I couldn't move. I was in bed and I couldn't move. I had zero energy. And I actually thought right in that moment that I was dying, that my body was just shutting down. And the scary part was I was okay with that, was the realization that it's like, okay, you know, I was so done. So it was physical, mental, psychological. Everything. Yeah. And that was also the point that scared me was the moment that I went, okay, you know, okay. If I don't get up, if I don't wake up, I'm fine. You know, anything. Yeah. So obviously I had a nap and woke up and, and, you know, and, but that was the moment where I said, I really need to call in some help. I probably needed to call in help long before that moment, but you know, that was my moment where I said, yeah, I need to make some phone calls. And uh, so I did. I met, found uh, a couple of people, professionals that I uh, started talking to and working with. And uh, one in particular, I um, related to really, really well. And I started working with her, um, talking things out, sorting things out, and really started to just let things go and learn to let things go. Um, The stressors that we had on us at that time, we knew there was a time limit. We knew there was an end. The problem was, is we didn't have a date for the end. And what was happening is it kept getting prolonged, prolonged, prolonged. What we were waiting for, it prolonged a year and a half. And that's a very long time when something's supposed to be done in a couple of days and a couple of days turns into a year and a half. That's a lot of pressure, you know? And um, so it was learning that this date is coming and we just got to let things go until that comes, until it happens. And then in um, January of 2022, it did finally, everything that was supposed to come together finally did. And we were able to make some changes um, permanent changes in our life at that point. Um, we were able to foster or, uh, retire from fostering, which we had done for 13 years. And, um, anybody who's a foster parent will understand the <laughs> pressures that come with, with, uh, parenting other people's children is very different from parenting your own. And, um, so it was, it was time. Uh, and then I was really able to start my healing journey. At that point, uh, we took time off um, for quite a while. Uh, I took time. And that's when my intentional living lessons really started. Because then I suffered with, I understood, okay, I let everything go. I'm not doing anything. You know, for the next two months, I'm not working. I'm not, I'm napping. I'm doing whatever my body tells me it needs right? This is, this is the goal. But then I was dealing with what I call the shoulds, right? I, I have always been a person, I never watch TV during the day. You know, to me, that's a slippery slope. So the thought of sitting and watching a movie in the afternoon was enough to almost stress me out, right? Because it was like, I, I should be, should be, should be. Um, 
And I kept having to remind myself and have these conversations that it was a, a constant internal conversation of, no, you should be watching TV right now because that's yeah. all your brain can handle. Um, the I'm a very creative person. And again, all that creativity went away with um, pretty much zero interest. The only thing that I could do was crochet. And I think that's because it's fairly mundane, you know, stitch after stitch kind of thing. Um, so I would sit and crochet and watch TV, you know, and sometimes for hours at a time. Um, and the whole time I had this kind of mental battle going with what I should be doing right now. And I, and it was the constant lessons that over time took to be, it's okay that you are sitting here watching TV. It's okay that you're napping. I napped so much because I was so exhausted. I just slept and slept and slept. Um, it's okay that you're taking two months to do nothing. It's okay, right? It was this constant having to remind myself that it's okay, it's okay. And eventually <clears throat> changing my habits. And, you know, I mean, at one time, if somebody said, how was your day? I would do a quick mental checklist of how many things did I cross off my to-do list and that determined whether I told you I had a good day or not, right? Or if I had on my to-do list some fun project to do, I'm a work first, play later kind of person, right? You have to deserve your play time. And if I didn't get enough of my work done, well, then my play time got pushed off the list because, but that would happen all the time because depending on how long your to-do list is, you're yeah. always going to push off your, your play time. Right. And so I learned through, um, through the therapy and through my own, you know, determination to get better that I need my play time. That that's my life balance comes in that I work up until this time. This is the limit on my work. And I put in that playtime, you know, because it's it's just as important. It has the same priority, not necessarily the same amount of time, right? I'm not necessarily going to have, you know, obviously you work longer than you're going to play, but it, but it fits in, you know, I always fit it in. There is always time to say, no, I have done enough, whether, you know, and, and it's the mindset has changed you know, from, um, from what it was to now making sure that I fit in my time, my self-care time, my, you know, simplifying things. Um, I've been uh, a minimalist for quite a while now, like about five years, but the importance of that now is so much more because having my home simple and clean and tidy is a huge de-stressor you know it's huge and it probably actually was a positive impact even when I was going through burnout because I can't imagine what it how much worse it would have been if my house was also chaos right like so that was probably something that was to a benefit at that time even though we didn't realize it you know but. so looking back now um are you able to 
um, see what what costs the burnout or you know things you did that because I know it might just not be one thing. It's usually an accumulation. Are you able to tell what it was? Uh, I can say for myself that yes, we know that there was several things. They're they're not usually things that we talk about. You know, there's they're pretty personal and sometimes confidential kind of stuff. But yeah, there were I can list immediately four majors, like major life life issue, major things. Yeah, and then you were able to um, you know like look deep down and find out the things that you did and places you went wrong, maybe things you did not handle at the time or things, you know, or the way you handled it, whatever, but you were able to find out the things that led to that brick uh, yeah. burnout. Yeah. yeah, we could definitely list off what was happening um, at the time, what was ongoing <clears throat> and what needed to change. Yeah, um, we we were able to identify identify that and... Um, and we could also see the progression from when it started to how it was certainly getting worse and worse. And, and also how we knew then it was time to make major changes. Awesome. So going forward, I mean, I know that it's been a year or so since you started this journey of healing. Um, what would you say if, I, if, I, if my listeners wanted some tips? so they don't get to that point you got to. If they wanted some tips that they could use right away to you know, either reverse it or deal with it or stop it or at least start the process of healing, what would you yeah. suggest? You have to take a really, really, really hard look at all the different areas of your life. If you are... Um, and, and figure out where the major stresses are. If it's at work, you know, if it's in your home, if it's, you know, finding self-care time, you know, it, where wherever it is, that's the first place to focus on what can you let go. And that's very hard. Like I said, I was dealing with the shoulds, the should, the shoulds, because you shouldn't be letting anything go. There's things you should be doing. But how can you take this area that's very complicated and bring it down to the basics? What do you need to do? And that whole list is not a need. It's just not. And that's where you have to really be honest with yourself, break it down into what needs to happen. I now know that... Um, you know, and this might be very super simplified, but this is where I'm at right now, where I have one or two things on my to-do list that I need to get done today. Mm-hmm. And I can have 15 other wishes or whatever, but I prioritize one or two things and that's it. And if I get those one or two things done, then I evaluate how am I feeling Am I energized and excited? Do I want to work on something else? Or is it time to go outside and get some fresh air even for 10 minutes or half an hour or the rest of the afternoon? Where, where, you know, I, I had to learn to listen to my body and my mind 
throughout the process of healing, if the thought of doing something exhausted me, I didn't do it. Right. If just thinking about it, I was like, oh, right. And that is still something I use as a measure now, even being a year and a half, you know, almost further into my healing is that's become much, much, much more rare, but that's been a really great measure for my healing, right? Because I went from absolutely everything being exhausting Mm -hmm. I'd say I'm probably about, you know, most of the time, 90% better. You know, I feel like I am almost back to where I was, if not, you know, headed a little bit better. Um, And, and the slowest thing that has, that came for us was actually getting back into our kitchen and, (laughs) and cooking and that interest again, right? And that was very, very frustrating for me because I knew that we should be eating healthier and I have the knowledge to be eating healthier. I know what we should be doing, right? But the interest wasn't there. The energy wasn't there. It took a long time, you know, but it's coming back. And now I'm ecstatic that that's coming back now, you know, and we are. uh, Get that back or how, what are you doing to get back? that how did we get that back was that yeah, your how, question what are you doing to get back the um excitement or the interest in cooking in cooking i believe it honestly has just been time you know it took nine months of my recovery before i could read a book again without having to reread everything you know i read my first novel nine months into my recovery. Um, Over time, I noticed that my interest in crafting became more. And now I actually spend quite a bit of my time, um, you know, interested in doing different projects. And I, I honestly think it was just time. And the food piece was just one that kept hanging there and I'm not too sure if maybe after a while too it just became somewhat habit right to order in or to go out or you know it was fairly quick meals at home and um and there was always this kind of guilt around it though right because you know I wanted to be doing better and I knew that if we were eating better we would be feeling better you know there's that connection as well but it just seemed like it was, we would restart and we, okay, I'm going to menu plan, right? And I would menu plan and we would go grocery shopping and I would plan five meals. And if we made three, we were doing good. And, but then we were still watching produce rot in the fridge because we didn't get to that wow. meal, right? And, and it was like, oh, and it would get, and then it would get frustrating and then you get stressed and then you're kind of five steps backwards. Right. Mm-hmm. So it would take a little while. And that's like, okay, okay, we're going to be a plot, you know, and if you diet again. Right. And, it, and then that time you might get four of the meals made. Right. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, now it's, it's gotten um, much better where we are not all the way there, but we are now cooking more meals at home than going out and uh, there are, you know, the healthy meals that I want us to be making and 
you know, um, so huge improvements, but it was just a process. Yeah. Trusting the process is very important. Mm. Just keeping at it. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. Um, I, I thoroughly took a lot from you. The tips are very practical and things we need to all look into. So, yeah, I mean, I really am glad that you came to talk about burnout because that is something that we all need to look into, you know. Um, those days you just don't feel like getting out of work, um, getting out of bed, you know what to do, but you just don't, there's no excitement, there's no zeal. And yeah. yeah. Did you, what do you think about going on a holiday or something? Do you think that would help? help? Definitely. Uh, we actually have gone now on two um, two vacations in uh, one in October, and we just came back actually from from one. Um, we were ready for for a vacation. I think it would depend on the kind of vacation, right? I mean, by October of last year, we were we were ready. We went on a two week, fairly busy vacation. Um, we went to California kind of did Disney and Vegas and San Francisco and, and saw California. It, it was fairly busy, but it, but I was still quite strategic, right? We, we knew Disney was going to be kind of chaos, right? Yes. And uh, Vegas probably also really busy. Um, mm -hmm. And San Francisco would be somewhat slower. So I planned our holiday in that order. We did Disney first. Then we did Vegas and we finished off with five days in San Francisco so that we had that slow end, right? I think had we done it in the reverse, you would be coming home off of Disney. I mean, you're not feeling relaxed, ready when you come back, you know, whereas San Francisco was a much slower part of the holiday. Um, the one we just went on now uh, was a driving trip out to the West Coast. We went to um, Victoria BC, which is right um, on the ocean there on the island. Uh, that's where my daughter lives uh, with her husband and our grandson. It was his first birthday. So we drove out there. And I mean, driving through the mountains is my favorite. That's my favorite. I love the mountains. I love the mountains. I love the ocean. Of course, I live in the middle of Canada where we have neither. So I love, love, love going out there. I just find being in the mountains refreshing. I mean, driving through, that was the best. And we spent a few days with my daughter and her family. And then my husband and I actually went up to a place called Tofino, which is, um, it's like this quaint little town, but it's so picturesque on the island. It's, uh, we had never been there, but we'd always wanted to go. So we went and it was, amazing and it was just the two of us and you know and it was a driving trip so you know it's a little bit more hey what's that just pull over and take a look and you know so um but that was just recently and like I said right now we're about you know I'm about 90% better I mean I feel pretty good most of the time nowadays so so it was it was good but we also have learned that it's okay to say you know we've done enough for today right? Oh, yeah. Or, and, and let's go, you know, just sit and relax and have a coffee and 
watch other people walk by for a while, you know? And it's also okay to watch TV in the afternoon. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Although I will say now that I'm feeling better and kind of back into to my work schedule and whatnot, that no, I uh, uh, I kind of back to no TV during the day. But <laughs> you know, I do find that's a bit of a slippery slope. But what it is is because you're intentional now, you're able to also know when you need to take a break, and even if it means watching TV, you do that knowing that you need to do that without feeling guilty. That's right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like the huge part of um, the hardest emotion, I think, to deal with is guilt. When you're trying to heal yourself, learn about self-care, especially as women, right? So much comes on our shoulders, you know, um, when it comes to not just working, but you've got family management and the household management and everything, you know, we're amazing beings that can handle a lot. But it also means that we put ourselves last. And I would, I would love for all of us to realize that we need to spend time on ourselves because the better we are, then the better we are, right? You know, and so, yeah, so giving yourself the permission to have that hot bubble bath, go for a walk by yourself, you know, put your headphones in, listen to your music or a podcast. That's okay. It's okay. You know, you don't, um, you kind of hear people cheering on, you know, someone who's, you know, a mom to little kids and how great she is that she, you know, always puts her kids first. Mm -hmm. But that's not necessarily the example that you need to be setting for your kids either. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So, so there's a, there's a lot to, even if you're not in burnout and you're not depressed and you're not having anxiety and you're not dealing with these mental health issues, you still need to put yourself first at some point. It's not all the time. At some point you need to put yourself first and say, I need some me time. I need to re, you know, uh, reinvigorate myself you know, so that I can be the best that I can be for you, but also for myself, right? Because if you're always putting everybody else first, which is what we tend to do, well, your own uh, spirit just starts to shrink, right? Yeah. So grow your spirit, you know, do the things that you need to do for you. And you'll be much less likely to end up in a depressed state, anxiety state, burnout state, right? Awesome. Awesome. I've taken away so much. So first of all, that journey of asking yourself questions, the self-awareness always comes up. And then intentionality, we need to be intentional because we need a lot of these things and we're not intentional about certain things. We just take it for granted and we don't listen to our body that's another thing you need to listen to our body so Suzanne thank you so much it's been wonderful having you here and I'm sure that my listeners are going to um, get a lot of information from this and um, 
if you want to get in touch with Suzanne, she's going to be tagged on the podcast on the social media handle. So give her a shout out as well. Thank you, Suzanne. Thank you so much for having me. It was great chatting with you. Welcome. Okay, guys, I'm out. You've been listening to Network Kingdom with Omo Obelor. Remember, if you cannot see where you're going, ask someone who has been there before. Thank you.